right, welcome to a Howlin' with the Wolf, Riding with the Wolf to work. Yeah. Didn't go out this week. I had a lot going on. And uh, figures have been doing good. Figure sales have been doing great. Made a lot off of uh, tea Public from the holiday season. So all is good in the hood, and I don't need to go to work. But again, I got this job just so I could get out and about on the weekends. Someone else could pay my bar tab. And I get a free concert. So that's exactly why I signed up for this job. It's been working out. However, as with every job, I feel like they take advantage of people that do their job well. And the best advice I ever got was only ever do 80% of your job, and they'll never expect any more. Because if you do 110% and work real hard, they only give you more work. So... Whenever I get scheduled for behind the bar as opposed to being just regular security, which I was totally fine being, uh, my coworker throws a conniption fit because he doesn't want to work without me. He wants me on security, not realizing that if I get pulled from behind the bar, I'm going to make a couple hundred dollars less. So I, I, I don't. I, I think that's rude, honestly. How in your right mind do you hate on somebody for winning the prime shift? Well, maybe if you were talented and could do the things that I could do, then you wouldn't be bitching. You know if that was in uh, the, the ball was in their court that that's how that would work out. That they'd be like, oh, well, tough shit. And that's what I do. And I yelled at the guys like, well, you got to wear your earpiece. You still got to wear your security if I need you. No, you don't. I don't need to be in constant fucking contact with people. So today, he messages me and he's like, well, the other security guy's out, so we're going to have to switch off the door tonight and uh, we'll figure it out. But I got an extra jacket, you know, because it's like 40 degrees outside at night here. And I said, I I hate to tell you, man, you're going to throw a conniption fit like always, but remember I'm working behind the bar tonight and he's like oh well that's fucked like I did something so already the original bar back told everyone last week he was taking the next two weeks off and that I'd be covering for him and now because someone else called out they assume I'm covering for everybody that's not fair to Flair that's not fair to me and I think it's ridiculous that they would even ask that Uh, before I get back into that, I just went to Burger King, and I swear to God, I wish some this bitch's mama would slap the fuck out of her. And this lizard-eyed bitch gave me the slant eye coming into the uh, drive-thru. All of maybe 16, 17 years old. You know she's a TikToker. She's got her nails did. She's got her hair did. She doesn't want to be at work. It's beneath her. But she's got to pay for her phone somehow because daddy made her get a job. <coughs> I order my food. She gives me the, uh, the you know, the, the price, the, the usual pleasantries. We move on. <clears throat> I go up to their window, get my food, get my drink. And I'd even asked beforehand, and it was on the ticket, that I wanted the zesty sauce with my damn onion rings. And she forgot them. So I tapped on the window, and I was like, hey, I just need the zesty sauce. This bitch gave me the most scathing shade I think I have ever seen in my entire life. Like, why the fuck are you here? Why do you exist? Here's your fucking zesty sauce. And she didn't say that. But the look in her eyes, that's what her eyes was saying. 
Holy fuck, someone needs to slap the snot out of these kids these days. Absolutely ridiculous. Speaking of kids and no respect and, you know, Rodney Dangerfield skits aside. Uh, buddy of mine's a school teacher posted today that he got a figure at, uh, at one of his students gave him a wrestling figure he collects. And uh, he, the student just happened to walk by and, and saw that he was looking at his pre-orders on his phone. And the student casually asks, oh, do you collect wrestling figures? And he says, yeah, I, I collect them. I make customs, blah, blah, blah. I guess the next day the kid shows up and brings him a, a Ruthless Aggression Batista figure, new in the box, like the new one that just came out, and uh, said, I got two of these for Christmas, so you could have this one. And this is like a fifth grader. So how cool is that? You know, there's still kindness in the world. <clears throat> For no reason, you know, maybe the kid should get an A on his next test. I don't know. I'd, I'd give him an A. But, yeah. Sometimes I think these kids just need a good smack in the mouth. I never got spanked as a kid. I got threatened a couple of times, and the fear of getting spanked was worse than the actual spanking. I remember one time, <clears throat> I mean, you couldn't really hurt us 80s kids because during the satanic panic, no matter what you did wrong, your mama could tell you you're going to hell for that or your church would tell you you're going to hell for that. So it didn't matter if you farted out your dick hole and fucked some chick in the ass somewhere. You were going to hell for that. Well, you probably should anyway. But if you listened to rock music, grew your hair out, and praised Jeebus with drums, you were going to hell. <clears throat> so being spanked, eh, didn't really have the... Uh, the effect I think parents wish that it did is it either made you resent them or it made you just sort of toughen up and uh, not do it again but also just realize that's eh, not that bad and then you grow up and probably have a fetish where you want to be spanked have your hair pulled and treated like a big brother beating the bricks off you in the middle of the night <clears throat> so back to work headed there now and I really wanted to be in a bad mood but I just can't because I love barbacking I love working with the girls I love flirting with the customers I love keeping my brain active and you know running numbers remembering drink orders running back and forth getting paid to sweat uh, you know it's just a fun good time and bartending is fun but it takes a lot out of you usually when I bartend or party or it's a really good show um, it takes me a while to recover. The New Year's Eve show, it took me two days to recover. Last weekend, it took me one day to recover, but I didn't do shit the second day anyway because I was smart and drank on Friday so that my hangover day was Saturday at work. And that way, I only had Sunday to recover. <clears throat> uh, but again, I'm trying not to drink as much. And again, I, there seems to be a reason to drink every damn day. I wasn't going to drink tonight. But it's our bartender's birthday, so you know the fuck that's going to happen, and they can't do shots alone. So we're probably going to be drinking all night long and regretting it tomorrow. So I'm going to try and do this actually on the way home and do the other half of this and see uh, how my demeanor changes, how my voice changes, slurring maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But it should be interesting. So that's something to look forward to if you're still tagging along. <clears throat> 
trying to choke down my onion rings with my goddamn zesty sauce. Shade eye bitch. So it really bothers me that this dude just doesn't give a fuck about things. He's just selfish and wants things his way and what makes his job easier. And I get it. If you have a good employee and a good coworker, you want to work with them because it makes your job easier. But if you are that employee, it just makes your life that much harder when everybody relies on you so that when you want to take a day off, it's impossible. And it's just, it's not fair. <clears throat> I, I wish I would have done what I had said and slacked off, but because I did a good job, I got promoted to being able to be a, a bartender and bar back again. Uh, so now I'm sort of like the, the fill-in guy, which is what I wanted to be. They need me for this, they need me for that, I'll do it, that's cool. But don't schedule him for something and then tell me I'm not going to have that position. Because now if he pulls some, sh uh, you know, shenanigans... And I get to work, and they put me on the floor, or worse yet, stick me outside in the door when I've paid my dues. I'm sorry. Being a door guy sucks. You stand there all night. Nobody relieves you. Nobody wants to do the job. And in three years at a biker bar where I very rarely got relieved once I got on the door. <clears throat> and they used to think being a door guy was a privilege. Like, you have to be smart and fast, do the math count IDs, look for fake IDs, all this shit, like, it's it's not easy being a door guy, but once you become a good door guy, you're stuck at the door, then you can't mingle with people, you can't go inside, barely drink, um, you have to deal with all the assholes that people throw out, and be the final guideline for them not coming in, so you're basically running defense all night, while still trying to keep the bar safe, and keep people out that are already drunk, drug addicts or just plain don't need to be there <clears throat> so it is a, a difficult job but once somebody does that they're like well I don't want to do it because they want to be the ones to lazy around some security legit thinks that it's okay and just passable to show up and then that's it just because you're 400 pounds and fat means you're a good security guard apparently and that's the exact opposite of the truth um if shit goes down, you want to be able to catch somebody. You want to be limber enough to fight back. You don't want to just be a, a fucking wall because once you push one of those guys down, they're a fucking turtle and they can't get back up. Uh, and a lot of guys can do that. But speaking of problems, so this last day that I worked was running around. I forget what show it was. Uh, it was a pretty busy show. Everybody was there. Lots of celebrities. Chris Angel, uh, Eric Singer from Kiss. Got to meet him when I first walked by. I had my beanie on and my work shirt. And uh, he's like, holy shit, I thought you were Zach Weil. And I'm like, my God, I love you, dude. Like, that's fucking rad. Um, there's a couple others. Oh, Frank Mir. Big dude. Like, I wouldn't even have messed with this guy had I not known who he was. And then once I realized who it was, he's put on some bulk and some beef and... Uh, Holy fuck, this guy's a beast. Absolute beast. I didn't get to talk to him, but it's funny because Stefan Bonner just passed and he was the in the finals with Frank Mir uh, on The Ultimate Fighter. So weird seeing him the day after uh, Stefan Bonner died, but again, I didn't want to bring it up or get knocked out by that beefcake. Um, but there was some dude that looked like a... Uh, 
I want to say you look like a trapeze artist. You know the type where they have nothing from the ribs down, but they have huge shoulders and big arms and they wear skin tight everything? This blonde jackass that looks like Hitler Youth walks into the bar and I was just happened to be standing up front at the door and uh, apparently he used to play at the venue like a decade ago. And he was playing the don't you know me bullshit card, which irritates the fuck out of everybody. And he started being rude to the hostess, not realizing I was there. And he's like, look, I got to be on some list or something. I'm not paying the cover, blah, blah, blah. Then he saw me and he paid the cover. And then he kind of still had an attitude with everyone. And she said, yeah, he's like, I've been playing here longer than you've been born. I'm like, oh my God. First of all, she's older than 13, which is the extent that the bar's been open. So that's incorrect, sir. Um, and then he goes around trying to act like a big shot, like he's some VIP, actually going into VIP, bothering our actual VIPs. <clears throat> and if again, if you're a fighter, if you're a celebrity, if you are anybody, or trying to show somebody that you are something, show it to them. Don't tell them. If you have to tell them, it's most likely not true. So the other security guard that irritates the fuck out of me pulls me aside and he's like, this douchebag in here is really bothering me. I want to throw him out. And I was like, yeah, he's bugging everybody. I'll watch him, but he hasn't technically done anything yet. And I can't just throw him out on the grounds being a douchebag because then he'll want to fight. And I don't got time for that. Well, into the concert. Oh, it was the Led Zeppelin tribute. We had two nights of that. So everybody usually comes out for that. Really good, talented band. Uh, anywho... This asswipe gets to the front door, trips over his own boots, because you know he's wearing like those skin-tight leggings that tuck into open boots with the laces flailing like, you know, you would have seen one of the girls in Clueless wear in 1990. Um, trips over his own boot, walks outside with his drink, which you're not allowed to do, so my door guy takes the drink away from him, and he stands up. He's like, whoa, why'd you trip me? And gets in the guy's face. I'm like, dude... <laughs> what the fuck? And I just happened to be following him out. So it was luck that I was there. And the guy's like, well, you can't have a drink outside anyway, but you seem a little, uh, so I think it's time to go home. And he's like, oh, I'm a hundred percent bro. And then he starts in with his gym rat speech. And, you know, I could translate cause I used to room with a gym rat. Uh, and uh, just everything is drop of potatoes, buddy. Yeah. Eating, getting those pounds, gains for the planes. Yeah, curls for the girls, shitters for the quitters. I, I don't know. You know, they always rhyme with shit like their goddamn roadblock or jazz from uh, Transformers and G.I. Joe. And um, this asswipe's like, I'm 100%, bro. I'm good. No, don't worry about me. But he was leaving anyway, but because now someone told him he wasn't welcome back in, now he's going to fight. It's like, we could have just left it alone, but he was embarrassed that he tripped on his own feet. And he's like, bro, I tripped over something. There's something there. Something tripped me. No, it's okay to admit that you actually just fell. It's fine. Even if you're not drinking, you're good. Whatever. So then he starts doing the finger in the face and trying to prove his point to my guy. And so I shoulder in between him and uh, nudge him back and just like, bro, you annoying. And I actually said this and I usually don't. Uh, I usually a little more tactful than this. But this asswipe really irritated me. And I hate that Iceman from Top Gun kind of attitude where you flex while you point that the beach is over there. Um, 
was like, listen, you annoying fucking douchebag. Everybody's sick of your shit. I don't care what the problem is, but it's time to go home and don't ever get in my security guard's face again. And he wasn't even looking at me because he was still yelling at the other guy. So I snapped my fingers in his face and I was like, yo, shut the fuck up. And that triggered him. And all of a sudden now he's looking at me and he's tried to do the fingers in my face. So I grabbed his finger. Uh, he, he put his right hand in, in my chest. So I grabbed it with my left hand and bent his finger backwards and his wrist backwards, which causes him to go backwards. I was like, don't fucking touch me. Don't fucking touch anybody and don't ever get in anybody's face. And so the, the fear got in his eyes at that point and he started backing up and he's like, whoa, 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 wait, don't fucking touch me. Don't fuck. And he, he, his voice got higher as he got more scared of the situation. So I let him go because I'm not there to kick anyone's ass. I don't have time. I don't want to do the paperwork and I don't want to explain to the cops why I threw someone in the dumpster. And as soon as I let him go, he starts growing up again and he's like, uh, what the fuck's your problem? And I said, look, you stupid son of a bitch. You came in saying you didn't want to pay. Did I pay my cover? Tell me, answer me that. Did I pay my cover? And I was like, I don't care if you did or didn't. It's the fact that you had an attitude when you walked in and we shouldn't have let you in. But because of that, we've been following you around and had three complaints. So now that you're on your way out, you were already headed home. Just fucking go and be done with it. And he just like, he wouldn't stop. So I don't even remember what finally got him to the point where he, he was going to fight. And he legit stood on his tippy toes so he could try and get eye to eye to me. And he was still only coming up to my chin. And I'm only 6'1". I'm not the biggest guy in the world. But that shows you how little and how irritating this fucker is. And he stood there clenching his jaws at me. I could actually see, the, like, 32 different muscles around his embouchure. If you're a, a symphonic musician, you'll know what that is. Just tweaking and twitching as he's trying to debate whether or not this is a good idea or not. So I just stared him down for a good five seconds before everybody, literally everyone outside, stepped in between us and grabbed the guy and was like, Dude, you seriously don't want to do that. Don't fuck with Wolf. And don't fuck with anybody because you'll never be allowed in here again. So I don't even know if he really actually was a musician or not. Or if he uh, had some kind of pull or stroke with the place. And I don't care. If Sebastian Bach comes in acting like a douchebag, I'll tell him he's being a douchebag. I don't give a fuck. Frank Mir can do whatever he wants. I ain't going to say shit. Anyway, um, yeah. And then I had called on the radio and told the other guy, I was like, hey, I got the asshole outside. I just had the guy walking away and he's pointing fingers yelling as he's walking away deciding, see, you told you weren't going to do nothing. You don't want none of this. You fucking pussy, blah, 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 all this shit. And then the other ass white from Jersey comes out. Yo, what the fuck you doing? What the fuck? And of course he shows everyone his gun and he starts getting in his face. He's like, this is private property. We can tell you to do whatever the fuck we want. We can blah, blah, blah. And he starts getting aggressive and the guy's just, that triggered him again. Then I had to calm him down again. He's like, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. This is private property, or this is public property. I could be on the fucking sidewalk if I want to, and just on and on and on. And I'm like, you know what? Oh, my God. I debated. I actually debated for a split second. I wanted to just throw him down, choke him out, and be done with it. But I decided against it. So, anyway, douchebag left. I think he left his card. I'll probably see him tonight, which is going to be hilarious. I'm about to walk into a shitstorm where I'm going to hear a bunch of complaining, and I will see you after the show. Tonight is a Judas Priest and a Dio tribute, so at least I get to listen to some cool shit tonight.
because I hate fucking Led Zeppelin. Well, ho, ho, holy fuck. That was a night. Uh, this actually is the next day, mind you. I said that I was going to do this after the show last night on the way home. But uh, 15 shots later and a trip to Denny's at 5.30 in the morning, you know, there were just other things on my mind. So I didn't get a chance to. Um, yeah, wow. What a crazy night. So we generally pack the house uh, with the shows, and then we have, like, the classic rock shows. The Led Zeppelin band did okay. We had a couple hundred people. Whenever we have a metal show, and this is no joke, every time we have a metal show, it's wall-to-wall people. And they rarely book them. And that's something I, I just don't understand. Like, if that's our biggest payday and there's no problems and we've all, like, made a shit ton of money, I don't understand why they wouldn't book more of these shows. We're not a mosh venue and you don't really mosh at uh, Judas Priest and Dio, which were the bands last night. But... I just, I, I don't get it, personally. I, I, just, I don't. Uh, whenever we have Damage Inc., it's a terrible, terribly busy fucking riot all night long. But when it's all said and done, we listened to good music, had a good time, ran our asses off, made a shit ton of money, and everything was good. So, yeah, man, these guys were amazing last night. Uh, the Dio band didn't look anything like any of the original members, but they did play exactly like the record or exactly like the live album, and they included um, Heaven and Hell. They did a lot of, uh, I mean, everything Dio did, was known for, plus some rare cuts. I mean, it was just, it was, it was a good show, but holy fuck. The Rob Halford that they had for the Judas Priest band he not only looked like them, he sounded like him, and I think he was just about as old as him. Apparently, the guy was 70 years old, but um, my God, this guy looked, acted, and sounded just like him. Well, which is weird, because he could sing super high, and he hit every single Rob Halford note. When he would talk, he sounded like Lemmy like super raspy, grovelly, and for wrestling fans, I mean, he, he sounded exactly like uh, classy Freddie Blassie, I mean, he just, he had the, hey, you pencil that gate, welcome to the show, take care, everybody, and then he'd sing, and he'd be like, nah, all operatic and shit, <laughs> it's fucking crazy, oh, yeah, what a wild night, I made a shit ton of money, um, yeah, everybody made money. Plus, you know, and I was going to take it easy, and then I remembered it was a bartender's birthday. And it's like, well, that's not going to happen. And we did, like, you know, a lot. Had some fun. Did our thing. But we all survived. Um, and, of course, that security guy was pissed. There were no shenanigans. Uh, I, I was bar back. We actually had the sound guy and um, or the monitor tech and one of our lead servers call out as well. So we were down like three people last night, and it was probably the busiest show we've had in the longest time. So tonight 
is a Guns N' Roses tribute band, which I also like, and they usually pack the house, but they don't look anything like the original band members, but uh, they, they sound really good. And that singer really, really does a good Axl Rose. Uh, he's skinny and looks like he should be on heroin, but uh, he's, he's not that I know of anyway. But uh, yeah, good times. Yeah, that security guard was so pissed. He kept walking by the bar. He's like, won't be too busy, huh? Oh, yeah. Great night for you to be behind the bar. Well, shit, man. I'm going to walk to the bar the next time somebody wins a, uh, a royal flush or something. And be like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if everybody won a fucking royal flush, huh? Yeah, yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, you fucking douchebag. Like, wow, you know, be happy for somebody. Be happy that some of us luck out. And I'm sorry if you don't have the capabilities or the uh, the talent to do other things like that. But holy fuck, you know. Not much we can do about it, you know. Uh, and as far as I know, there wasn't many altercations. Uh, it just, it was a good, fun, fucking metal night. Everybody uh, minded their P's and Q's. Had some fun. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, good times. So, alright, tonight should be fine. I don't plan on drinking. There may be one or two that sneak in there, but I'm definitely not going to party my ass off. Uh, definitely not going to Mr. D's after, which is the after-hours biker bar. Um, like, there's just no reason for that. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes we do it anyway. Uh, last time I did that, I woke up I got off work Saturday night, woke up Sunday night, and didn't move until Monday, which isn't, it's, that's not healthy or smart, but, you know, sometimes when the gods deal you a hand like that, you just gotta play on, like, it's, it's fun. I wish I could have been in the Sunset Strip era of music, and this is kind of me playing that game, and I'll go, you know, as long as I can, as long as my body lets me, and, you know, if I died tomorrow, which I'm not trying to jinx it, considering yesterday was uh, Friday the 13th, if I died tomorrow, you know, I lived a good life, everything was great, I had a lot of fun, and I did everything I wanted to do, and bought everything I ever wanted to buy, played in every state I wanted to play in, and I have no regrets on anything at all. But I'm not going to die tomorrow. I'm not going to die anytime soon. And, uh, yeah, that's that. Oh, Lord, it's raining in Vegas. It's been raining the last two weeks. Everyone else in northern Nevada has been getting super uh, snowed out. In fact, a lot of bands can't even make it to their venues and... Uh, a lot of people just having a tough time with this winter weather. It hasn't snowed here, and we don't even have snow in our mountains, which is weird. Usually, yeah, sometime in uh, you know December or January, it at least looks like winter in Vegas. But it's raining, which is weird. We need it. We need uh, more water in Lake Mead so that they stop finding bodies. I think, honestly, and this is no joke, we found six bodies so far in Lake Mead, if you haven't heard the news or been keeping up on that information. And 
I don't mean that these are people in boating accidents. We're talking like somebody who was stuffed inside of a, like a hundred gallon oil barrel, duct taped and gagged and dumped in Lake Mead, mafia style. I guess they just never assumed that 50, 60 years later, these things would show up again. And the people that did it are long gone and dead. There hasn't been a single arrest made that I know of or have heard of. But uh, that's Vegas, man. We, we invented uh, 86, eight, eight miles out, six feet down. And unfortunately, we've expanded so much that a lot of those areas now have homes. Uh, so Blue Diamond on the way uh, to Pahrump, which is about 40 minutes outside of uh, Vegas, that used to be where the mafia would dump the bodies. And if you owed a gambling debt or you just needed to be uh, disappeared, then that's where they would take you. And they would dump you out there. And, uh, yeah, is what it is. Kind of miss those days. A lot of people didn't act up when uh, shit like that happened. Now everybody's so damn protected. People get shot up on Fremont and kids bring guns to where if they can't get in with their fake ID, they start shooting people. Or little gangbangers up uh, on Fremont shooting in front of the bands. I mean, we had so much shit going on on Fremont. And, and Ocean's Eleven's been happening, too. I don't know if anybody's ever watched those movies. We've had our casino cages robbed uh, six times about once a week uh, in the last six weeks. Which is really weird because it used to be known that it was impossible to steal from uh, a Vegas cage or a casino in general. Uh, chip grabbers, all that stuff. Like, there was just no way you could ever steal from a casino. But then again, we thought there was no way we could have a terrorist attack on American soil and fucking 9-11 happened. We're going to forget all the mass shootings because anybody can grab a gun and be stupid, but still... Yeah, just a weird fucking time. I'm going to be excited the next week because we've got Red Flag coming up. And it's funny because Time Hop reminds me the same things happen over and over again. So when I got home about 5.30, 6 o'clock, no, I was at Denny's at 5.30. So when I got home at about 6 o'clock, this fucking lawnmower thing was flying over the house, making circles. And I'm like, God, that's annoying. It's either some kind of drone or some kind of Cessna or something like that. It didn't even dawn on me that it was uh, one of the scanner uh, beachcraft planes or whatever that uh, the military uses. And I woke up today at about 4.30 p.m. and saw that on my type hop two years ago, on the exact same day, I was complaining about a lawnmower type thing that kept circling overhead, just idling and going circle to circle just over and over and over again for like four or five hours. And I said the exact same comment, like this lawnmower shit needs to go home, you're drunk. Uh, so it's, it's scanning and testing stuff. The last time 
we had the U-2 here, the spy plane from the Cold War era, and uh, everything in November, my TVs were going wacky. Uh, you would hear that kind of Atari Nintendo sound. So, speaking of Nintendo, that's something else I've done this week. I'm branching out from the wrestling figures, because people, uh, everyone and their mother is doing a uh, third-party kind of bunny ears you can't see, quote-unquote, uh, official release, and these figures just look terrible. Like, everyone knows how to run a 3D printer, everybody has them, and it doesn't matter what tools you have, um, some people just don't have the ideas or the talent to make stuff happen, so they're just turning out shit. And uh, so I've branched out, and now I'm doing Nintendo figures. Uh, I've done Starman, and you can pretty much guess who the other one's going to be. Uh, but I've done the, the Starman pink wrestling figure from uh, NES Pro Wrestling, and I just finished the second one, uh, which hasn't been revealed yet. So, I, you know got to keep that one a secret until all parties involved have seen that one, uh, but I think it'll be fun to do some offshoot things and uh, some characters outside of it, but there's just, there's certain things you can't do, you know, so if somebody asked if I could do a He-Man crossover, well, there wasn't really anybody that had a harness that I could use for either Skeletor or He-Man that was in that Hasbro line, and a lot of times when people do crossovers, like, Say there's somebody online. I forget uh, Kiwi or Death and Strawberry Strawberries or something like that. One of these guys on Instagram is taking the Japanese uh, wrestlers, either the Sofubis or the uh, God, I forget what they're the Char Pros, I guess, and he's cutting the heads off of those and putting Star Wars characters and aliens, making them into wrestlers, which is really cool. Um, it, it definitely looks fun, but that's a little easier because some of those Chara Pros, the Japanese wrestlers, had kick pads and arm guards and things that could look like Boba Fett's gear. So you just put a shirtless Boba Fett out there and, you know, you got yourself a wrestler. But I can't really do that with the Hasbro stuff because other than, like, say, I don't know, I guess Warlord just popped into my head. I suppose I could make a Warlord body, uh, a purple harness and shoulder pads on him. I mean, I could probably make Beast Man out of one of the Road Warriors, I guess, and just recolor some of the stuff in the style and tradition of Masters of the Universe. So maybe maybe I could do something like that. I, I don't know. I'll come up with some kind of head or something. I don't know. The thing is, when you're a bootlegger or when you're a... Uh, an artist, a fan artist, things like that. Once you do something creative, everybody's going to do it. And I've I've prattled on for a decade about you know how I've been the first to come up with these ideas that everybody copies me. So you know it is what it is. Uh, maybe uh, it's time I copy a few other people. I don't know, but yeah, doing good with things. Uh, happy with where sales are these days. I always keep my uh, commission list full, haven't really technically even opened it back up again yet, and I've already got people, you know, trying to get on, on the next round of things, except I am tired of making that damn gobbledygooker, I've already made 30 of those things at least, 
and uh, people just keep wanting them. And I'm like, well, same thing when I did, I was one of the first people to sort of mass produce uh, Owen Hart that was uh, affordable for everyone. And I mean, I must have done 30 of those before I just got tired of doing them. You can only do the same damn figure over and over again. Um, and actually, I think I've done accumulatively 50 Owen Hearts because I started doing that only about two years ago. I've been doing this uh, sort of bootleg Hasbro kind of stuff. And within those two years now, we've seen like five pop-up companies. There's tons of them. Everybody's doing it. The only one that I really like that I'll actually name drop is Rush Collectibles. Uh, that's, uh, that's a really, really good idea that they have making universal monsters or just monsters in general. Um, he was bullied by one of the other ones that I got bullied by. And so he decided to make a, an effigy of that person's character, which is hilarious to me. And he can't do shit about it. You know, he, he doesn't... He, the, the dumb thing is, is that guy trademarked the name, but he didn't trademark an image. So that would be like me coming up with a, a mouse in short pants and Disney trying to sue me. Well, it's just a random mouse. He doesn't have the round ears. He doesn't have the yellow buttons on red short pants. But, hey, if it's a, if it's a fucking little mouse, I guess you can't make it because it's... Disney, the almighty Disney. Just funny shit. Speaking of Disney, uh, I finally resubscribed to uh, Disney Plus. And, and that's mainly only because I've watched everything else. There's nothing left to watch. Uh, I loved Discovery Plus. The only problem with that is I, I watched everything. Same thing with Shudder. I watched everything they had within a month. Um, Hulu, I dropped for the longest time. The family shared their password and we got back on there. And again, I'm done with that one. Paramount Plus was only good for Yellowstone and Evil and uh, a couple movies. But that one's kind of done now. I stopped Philo forever ago because now that bitch is up to like 20, 25 bucks a month. And now HBO Max is saying the same thing and they don't even have a full back catalog. Like, I'm sorry, I can get anything from uh, HBO Max on DVD at Goodwill. All the Game of Thrones are there. All the Sopranos are there all the time. Uh, there's just, there's no need to be spending that kind of money on this shit. Um... But I finally, I, I was pissed at Disney Plus because of the whole Gina Carano thing, and she still hasn't been rehired. Uh, she's still a, a conservative, outspoken person, which is weird because that's the only type of person that's allowed to be uh, outspoken and get fired for it. Because Lord knows the most outspoken people in the world are liberals and protesters and loudmouths like that, and they can say whatever the fuck they want, and then no one else is allowed to. And then who's the one with the classified documents now? Still waiting on the FBI raid on the sitting president. But I guess you could do that to the former one. So, yeah. I haven't been on my political tirades lately uh, because I haven't been watching the news. And frankly, I just don't give a shit. We're uh, into the third year of this regime and it's just fucking terrible. The good news is uh, I, I did see that uh, those IRS agents 
most likely aren't going to happen or get defunded. And then uh, that over $600 bullshit that they were trying to do uh, to scare everybody with that you, if you made over $600 on eBay, PayPal, Venmo, any uh, thing like that, that you would have to report your income. Like, we're selling secondhand shit that we already paid taxes for. That's illegal as fuck. And somehow they're still trying to get away with it. But as far as for now, they're going to uh, revisit that for next year. I don't know. Who cares at this point? But uh, at least now I don't have to sell things. I'm back to making enough money where I don't have to you know, sell my collection just to make ends meet. Even though all my bills have doubled now. But, you know, it is what it is. almost to work and it's still raining people don't know how to drive people that do live in a rainy community or a a rainy state I mean you get it I grew up in Washington I learned to drive in Washington one way uh, streets uphill in a stick shift in the rain you know that's kind of like the old man uh, and your old parents telling you well back in my day I walked to school in the six feet of snow with tennis rackets strapped to my feet like I get it, alright, whatever, I'm old and I I learned to do things the hard way so that now that I have an ease on life, I can enjoy these privileges other than some of these kids that just are born into this. I was merely born into this, or whatever Bane said, you know, I don't know. But, uh, woof, 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 woof. Passing dollar plus, that's kind of funny that, you know, everything is so bad right now with inflation that instead of Dollar Tree, they should just rename it Dollar Tree Fitty because everything's going up. I like uh, Five Below is probably one of my favorite places to shop because they actually have quality shit, good uh, art supplies, uh, fun little figurines, plush things. I mean, if you go anywhere with the Disney name on it, it's like $30 for a little six inch plush, or if you get something from Nika or in the uh, collector corner at Target, something like that, those bitches are expensive. Well, Five Below has the exact same things, licensed even, and I don't know if they're outlet or not, but they have like, I got a stitch, like a six, seven inch plush, full 3D plush uh, stitch for uh, five bucks. You can't beat that. You know, Lilo and Stitch. I don't know if there's another Stitch, but I'm a huge Lilo and Stitch fan. I'm still a, a huge surfing fan. And that's part of the reason I canceled the Discovery Plus is because now that Shark Week is over and, uh, you know, ghost stuff is over because Halloween is done and spooky season is done, uh, I, uh, I just had no reason to watch it anymore. I even, you know, sucked up my uh, pride and started watching Ghost Adventures after having a fallen out at the museum. And uh, they're done. They're over. Ghost Hunters came back with the original cast minus Grant. And they're done. Their season's done. I heard Night Court is going to come back out. And the only uh, living member, I think, is Bull and John Larroquette. But Dan Fielding's going to be the only character. Not sure how I feel about that. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Any who's it, I am uh, pulling into work. I don't have much else to talk about this week. 
and can't imagine that tonight's going to be much of a party to talk about on the way back, but uh, we'll see. I hope everybody stays safe and sane and, uh, you know, does their thing, enjoys life, and uh, yeah, have fun out there. All right, so I actually, we're going to continue this, so I did go out after uh, shift tonight, had a couple of drinks, so I probably had seven shots and three beers, but uh, figured I'd continue this, just see if anybody notices if there's a change in uh, demeanor, slurring, or any of that bullshit. So, uh, here's the thing. We hired a new girl, and she's got some badonkadonk. And I don't even mean like badonkadonk. She's got some badonka. God damn. Her bubble butt goes out so much, it's like rikishi. This shit is so big. I just want to watch a horror movie and like cuddle with it all night long. It's so goddamn big. Anyway, um... She's cool. She's like a new girl. She's trying to feel the place out. Doesn't really fit in. Doesn't seem like the metalhead, like regular type. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll give her a shot, see if she lasts. And uh, she seems all right. We tested her out for a few days, and she was super quiet. And we were kind of worried about her. Like, is this somebody we need to watch out for? Or is this, like, somebody we can joke with? somebody we can, you know, kind of have fun with, because my work wife, you know, everybody that works in the industry, you always have your work wife, and your girlfriend, and everybody else, my work wife, she said, so yeah, she's asking about you, she wants to know, you know, who are you with, you know, she thought I was with this girl that was on the patio, and I said, no, that was the door guy. So she's been like asking, which is kind of fun. But work wife, he always watch out for me in case something happens. She'll claim to be my girlfriend just to get these bitches off of me. Because drunk people, they do what they do. So if you go to a club, you go hang out someplace and you want to fuck around with the bouncers... If those bouncers don't have a work wifey, they're going to make some dumbass mistakes and go home with some bullshit. And that's fine. Everybody can hook up. They can all do what they do. But it's kind of nice to have somebody watching your back. So it's not a bad idea to have a work wife if you work in the industry. You know, you're a server, you're a bartender, uh, you know, something like that. So there were a few people that wanted me to go out tonight. And I hadn't drank all shift. I didn't do my normal thing. Usually I'll have, you know, a dozen or so shots. People buy me. I'll just hang out and party with them. I didn't drink all shift. And then when we closed, I had my one after shifter. I thought, you know what? That tasted pretty good. I actually don't have shit to do tomorrow. So, yeah, okay, that's fine. But, you know, I'll, uh... I'll deal with that. And then that turned into one more. And then I went to Mr. D's. And that turned it into three more. 
and uh, you know that's how it goes so I do enjoy going to my after hours place because they take care of you they have the same woes and the same shit that we go through and they just want to hang out with industry people they just want to enjoy themselves and you know deal with their graveyard shift and a lot of people show up to bars that are 24 7 they show up really shitty so when we kick people out if they're too drunk we'll send them to that bar or if we drink too much on shift we'll go to that bar so there's a lot of after hours shitty bars and I feel really bad for the graveyard people in Vegas because there's places that we all know to go that are basically, yeah, we're shit-faced, we're going to go hang out there. So, uh, Mr. D's is definitely one of them. Now, I actually had a story with them. I was worried that I didn't pay my bar tab last week because somehow I thought that I, I left my credit card at the bar or something and when I woke up, I had my credit card in my wallet. I was like, wait a minute, something happened. Either I walked out on my tab or I didn't do it because I do not remember signing shit. I don't remember paying my bar tab, so something was up. So I went back and I confessed. I was like, dude, are we good? Did I square up? Like, is everything cool. He's like, yeah, you were fine. I didn't even notice anything. I was like, good, because I got home and I didn't even fucking realize that I had left and signed out, tipped, and got home and had my credit card. He's like, no, you were fine. I didn't even realize you were drunk. He says, so now I'm worried when you leave if you were okay or not. And I was like, you would never know. When I'm working, or when I'm doing what I gotta do, you would never know if I was drunk or not. You might now. If you're listening to this and you got to uh, listen to the uh, before and after, you might see like maybe a little more slurring or, or something like that. You would never know that I was drunk while working. I hold it well. I still walk on both feet. I can still, you know, maintain my composure with everything. I don't start fights. I don't try and deal with fights. None of that shit. The only problem when I drink is I might be a little more jovial. I might joke with people. I might be a little more talkative because when I'm business or I'm sober, I don't say shit. Which could be surprising. But I really don't. I don't say shit. I just, like, chillax, and good job. So, you know, it is what it is. Trying to merge around this douchebag. It's 4.27 a.m. in Vegas. And usually that's the hour that people are trying to get home. The only people going to work at this hour are military 
And I'm gonna guess the guy that just tried to merge in front of me is not military. The only other people on the road right now are drunk. Which legally I probably am. But I'm gonna say I'm not drunk. But anywho, it was a fun night. We had a Guns N' Roses tribute band. They were good. They uh, did a good show. They had fun. Unfortunately, we didn't have the crowd. Uh, we we did a cover charge tonight, and that's not always a popular thing. Even though it was ten bucks, you know, it's it's like a house of blues sound. It's one of the only places you can go that actually has a loud concert venue sound. And a lot of people bulk at the price. They're like, oh, I'm not paying 20 bucks. I'm not paying 10 bucks or whatever. And it's like, well, where else are you going to go get a live concert sound for this price? What are you going to do in Vegas without going to see a lounge band or some cover band for that price? And they don't care. You know, they're just, they're pissy. They got to pay a cover. So, you know, again, what do you do? It is what it is, blah, blah, blah. I think it was because of the rain. A lot of people either don't want to pay the cover or they don't want to deal with the rain. They don't want to go out. There's so many options and things to do in Vegas that it's ridiculous. And it's, uh, it's not a bad thing. It really isn't. It used to be different. You used to have more options than it is right now. Fuck, you used to be able to go to Walmart 24-7. And Walgreens. If you're driving home drunk as fuck at 3 in the morning, you used to be able to go get some Pedialyte at Walgreens and then go to Walmart and bullshit buy some stuff. I remember one time I drunk bought myself it wasn't even my birthday or nothing else. I went and I bought a fucking Game Boy Advance and a couple of games and I set it up on my kitchen counter with a little note to myself. I bought this for myself and I woke up and I was like, holy shit, I bought myself a Game Boy. That tells you how long ago that was. So that had to be like 2008, 2010 or something like that. That I did. I bought this like the clear ice prison version. Remember everything you get in prisons all clear and see-through. So they made a clear ice glacier version of Game Boy. And I I went and bought that shit one night when I was drunk coming home from a gig. And I was like, fuck it, if I got that, I might as well get a couple of games. I got like Mario versus Luigi, and I got some other bullshit like it. It was fun. But, you know, that's a uh, thing of the past, apparently. Can't do that no more. And I hate that because I'd love to go to a place right now. In fact, right now, you know what I want to do? I want to raid a fucking 7-Eleven right now. I want one of them big-ass hot dogs. I want some of them, like, cream cheese, jalapeno, taquito bullshits that they got in like a, a chicken roller or whatever. I want all that. 
and even before I started drinking, I thought that was a good idea, and I was like, that's what I want. I want a fucking raid 7-Eleven and, and have some fun. Y'all don't realize, back in the day, 7-Eleven was the shit. You could go in, buy a pack of Monster Truck cards, some Marvel Legends uh, Series 2, and uh, play some Pac-Man in the corner, and just have a good time. 7-Eleven was the shit. Now, you walk in, Habooty Booty 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 is fucking owning the place, and they don't speak English, nobody knows what the fuck you want, they're mad that you're even there, they're only there because of the gas prices and all that bullshit, so it's not the same the way that it used to be, I was just talking to some chick tonight, some cougar left the bar I was at, went to the after bar that I went to, and she's like, yeah, when I was a kid, and apparently she's 10, 12 years older than me, she's like, this is the way things used to be. I was like, damn, I wish I lived in that era. I wish I was a teenager in the 80s. That would have been way more fun. I was a kid kid in the 80s, which I will not complain about because being a kid in the 80s was awesome. But by 84 when all the good shit was out I was like 5-6 years old so I was born in 79 the shit that I remember where I actually got to make decisions off of didn't happen till the 90's but I always say I'm an 80's kid but I legit was a kid in the 80's and I love all that shit I love G.I. Joe Transformers E-Man whatnot. But these people that got to go to concerts and that were 10 years older than me, holy shit, I envy them. Like, they got to go see Metallica when they had long hair. They got to go see uh, Megadeth, the Skid Rose, and the Bon Jovis, and oh my god. And I love cougars. I love cougars to death. And I see all these bitches in here with their little, like, heart tattoos on their titties. Like, nobody does that shit. But if you know they lived through the 80s, they got their little fucking heart tattoo on their titty. Those girls went through some shit, and you know they were backstage bitches. Oh, so much fun. I, I wish I could have been there in that era. But you know what? It is what it is, and uh, I got to live through some shit anyway. Not going to regret it, and I'm happy about that. So, I did make it home. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode of the before and after, and I'll say it again. Hopefully, uh, y'all stay safe and sane. I'm going to get my chicken weighing on and go and see my puppy. So, see y'all later.